everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Brooklyn View Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm really excited for this brand new episode because we're chatting with Sandra Cohn of Sandra Cohn Photography. And you guys, this was like an internet match made in heaven. So I took Sandra's course, which you'll hear about, and I had posted a picture on Instagram and I tagged her and, you know, I wanted to share my results, how great everything was, and she replied. Uh, she's very active in the fa- her own Facebook group. And then someone commented they would love to hear more about her course on the podcast. And she obliged. And here we are. We t- had an interview together and we did a podcast episode. And it's so much fun. Uh, you guys are going to love her if you don't know about her already. But if you don't, uh, a little bit about Sandra is that she teaches thousands of photographers around the world about film photography, lighting techniques, and studio workflow and posing, and the fundamentals of building a successful brand and business. So if you listen to the end, uh, she does go into about branding and how to stand out in a saturated market, and she gives three great tips about that. So you guys definitely definitely want to listen to the whole episode. But a few things to announce before we begin. Um, I'm excited to let you guys know that you can now book a one-on-one coaching call with me. Yay! Um, So what I do in these coaching sessions is that I find out what your pain points are, what are your concerns, what are you struggling with, and then I will work with you and create an in-depth, detailed analysis, an action plan, and give you tangible advice to move you forward in your business. So it's going really well. My students are already seeing success, which is so exciting. Uh, There are limited sessions each month, and you can visit www.twhna.com to find out more. Also, if you like today's episode, I would love for you to leave us a comment on whichever platform you're listening on. This will help new listeners find us, and we would really appreciate your kind words. Don't forget to visit us over at www.tbjanae.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. So grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. We've got an awesome episode today. We've got Sandra on the line. Can you say hi? Well, hello. So excited to be here. Yeah, this is so incredible. I love how this sort of happened. Um, I posted on Instagram, how your course helped me. And then one of my followers is like, oh, it'll be a great podcast episode. And lo and behold, you said yes. And here we are. And here it is. <laughs> like magic. Yeah, the internet can be a really cool place sometimes. <laughs> it really can, can it? So for anyone um, who doesn't know who you are, let's uh, introduce you, tell us a bit about your business, how you got started, and yeah, let everybody know about you. Okay, sure. Great. Um, My name's Sandra Cohn, and I am a studio portrait photographer in Seattle, Washington. I shoot exclusively with film um, in my studio, so I'm kind of 
interesting in that way that I am in studio and I'm working with film. Um, and I'm also an industry educator and soon to be author. I don't even know if you know this, no. <laughs> writing a book. So I teach on um, platforms like Creative Live and Calbee One. I teach my own courses, you know, one of which you've taken. And yeah, and I'm actually writing a book on how to create natural looking light with strobes and flash. So that's set to come out early next year. Very oh exciting. My, congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Oh, I, yeah. I want a signed copy, please. Absolutely. <laughs> we can make that happen. Oh, that's amazing. So how did you get started? Well, I've had, I think, you know, I used to say I've had this kind of weird journey to where I am, but you know, the more I um, am out in the world, you know, and I'm meeting other photographers, the more I think it's actually pretty common. So my story is I never intended to be a photographer. I never thought that that was actually even a real job. <laughs> I was, <laughs> you know, I was a teacher. I was teaching um, elementary school and photography was just something I always did on the side. It was my kind of my, just my fun passion, you know, that I did. And um, in the late 90s, uh, one of my best friends just got married and she was expecting her first baby. And, you know, I said, oh, you know, let's do some attorney photos like all of Demi Moore, right? Because in the 90s, we were all still like reeling from that amazing, you know, Annie Leibowitz shot that kind of launched. Vanity Fair. Yes, and it kind of launched what's now the maternity photography industry. And, um, And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. And so, you know, I took her photo and she loved it. And one night we were together um, after she had had her baby and we were drinking wine. And I was complaining about how I was having a hard time making a living as a teacher. And she was like, well, you should just do your photography on the side. She's like, I love my maternity photos and nobody's doing that. And she's like, you should offer that. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. So I started offering maternity photos in this very adorable way. I took one of her pictures and I turned it into a little postcard, you know, with my number on it and drove around town, putting it in every coffee shop and maternity store I could find. And lo and behold, people started calling me and I started booking clients. And so um, then about six months of that, I went to part-time teaching and then um, a couple of years after that, I quit my teaching job and launched Sandra Cone Photography. And the, oh my God, amazing. Right? And I've been doing yeah. it ever since. <laughs> That's awesome. I love how it was old school with the flyers. Well, yeah, right? Because it was, <laughs> yeah. I, I've been doing this forever. You know, I'm like 20 years in. So this is before we had the websites and Facebook and Instagram. And you had to do it kind of old school. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, like the phone book. Yeah, right. It's like it makes me sound so old, but I'm all back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it wasn't that I long know. ago. You know, it's just I just love it. It's so awesome. Yeah. So I'm so excited to have you here, and um, I know I've sort of gushed about the course and everything, and I've been following you for a long time. So I'm excited to talk about you know how artificial light you know isn't scary. Uh-huh. You know how how you've sort of one of my goals and I've mentioned on this podcast before is my goal for this year, 2019 was to get, you know, comfortable with film at flash. Cause I'm a hybrid photographer. Okay. I shoot both. And when I saw your like course pop up, I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I invested in it and then I watched it one weekend while we were doing our bathroom renovations. <laughs> and by the 
And, and by the end of the course, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Cause I'm a visual learner and I really just need someone to show me once mm-hmm. and then I'm good to right. go. I'm like, okay, I got it. <laughs> so let's talk about you and how you discovered your process. Yeah. Well, so again, like everything in my business, it was sort of by accident. I, um, I'd started, I started in film because it was the nineties, but then when digital photography came along, I made the switch as well. Like so many people did. Um, so I switched to digital in like 2007 and about that time I moved into my studio. So I have this big natural light studio, giant windows. And, um, I was shooting digitally at the time which meant that when I had dark days and low light situation, I had a little flexibility, right? Because I could crank up my ISO. But what I was finding was that even with that capability with digital cameras, when I had those really dark days, and we have them in Seattle, you know, where the street lights never turn off, you know, in the winter, it gets dark at four o'clock, you know? And so what was happening is even with my digital camera um, on these dark days and in the dark months, I just wasn't able to produce the kind of work that my clients expected from me. You know, like my style from the very beginning was very bright, very airy. You know, I was known for these beautifully lit um, natural light photos and my clients would come in in deep, dark December, you know, and expect that look for their holiday photos. And I wasn't able to produce it. And so it caused a lot of stress, made me feel like horrible. You know, I remember just dreading walking to work and feeling like such a fraud and like stressing and like going through all the things like, okay, well, I can shoot it at 3,200 and I can be at a 60th of a second at F2, <laughs> you know, and maybe I'll have enough light. <laughs> but the reality is you can't shoot a family of five at F2, right? You can't. No, (laughs) shoot a toddler running around the studio at a 30th of a second like it just doesn't work and it was just really 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 stressful so I knew I knew I was going to have to figure something out but studio lighting terrified me it just scared me to death I'm a self-taught photographer it seemed so complicated and so hard and I really had it in my head that a it was something that you had to have formal training in you had to go to art school to learn or something. Right. And I think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And then I had it in my head that it was really ugly because I associated strobes and flash with photos that looked like strobes and flash, you know, that real harsh, that real flashy look that or you you know what I'm talking about? Or the, um, you know, those mall photos from like the eighties and the nineties, you know, where everything's like overlit in a studio and it looks like studio lighting. And I didn't want that. And so I just had convinced myself, I'm like, it's not for me. And I guess that, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do because my pictures look horrible in the winter. And I would do crazy things like take people outside in this gross alley behind my studio. And, you know, I mean, the things I look back on now that I, all the things I tried to do just to make it work, you know? And then, and then in 2011, I decided I was going to come back to shooting film. I just, it had never been a good fit for me with the digital camera. I hated working on my computer. I was going to go back to shooting film hundred percent of the time. And that's when it really hit the fan. Cause I was like, you know, film needs light and I can't, if I'm barely making it work with a digital camera, there was no way I was going to be able to make it work with film. 
And so at that point, I just decided to get over myself and learn it. And um, so what happened was I started doing what I think a lot of people do, like doing some research, looking on the YouTube or whatever. And what I found were all of these overly complicated tutorials that just kind of, you know, solidified all the misconceptions I had about studio lighting, right? Like you'd find these tutorials and it would be like some guy in a studio with like eight assistants and four lighting setups, you know, (laughs) and like all this stuff. And I'm like, listen, people, this isn't going to work for me. And I was, and I remember lying in bed one night and just being a huge stress ball. And I was thinking, well, this is just dumb. I've worked for, you know, at that point, like 10 years with just one window. Can't I just do this with one light? And, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm sure I can. It's just light. And then I kind of got in this my, in my head, like light is light. It's just like a window. Like what if I just stopped over complicating it and just thought of it as a window and treat it the same way I treat my window light. And so I went to the studio and with that in mind, I just kind of started practicing and um, kind of creating my system, which you know now, cause you've taken my class is extremely easy. Yeah. It's in so simple. And um, yeah, and so that all just came out of that idea of if I can work with the sun shining through a window, I can work with the bulb shining through a softbox, right? Same rules apply. And um, so I did. And I mean, really, that changed everything and like really changed everything because not only did it improve my work, obviously, um, and my confidence and suddenly I was giving my clients exactly the look that they were wanting all year round. And I mean, it it was really transformational. Um, And because of all those things, it, it honestly is what I think made my business as I know it's what's one of the things that made my business as successful as it is today. Um, And that's why I can do what I do. Yeah, no, that's amazing. It's so awesome that you just had this like epiphany one night, Mm -hmm. you know, breaking it down to the smallest form, which is light is light. I love that. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was going to ask you, like, why do you think photographers, you know, get so overwhelmed with flash in general? But even you talking about the tutorials on YouTube, it's like people just make it so complicated. (laughs) It's funny. And, you know, I have to tell you, even when um, I was approached by my publisher about writing my book, I said to them, I was like, I'm not (laughs) one of those photographers. Like, if I'm going to write this book, I'm going to I say I said I was going to write it like a girl because um I feel, you know, and maybe that's unfair to say, but I was like, because, you know, I feel like for me, um, when you see those overly complicated explanations, it tends to be those kind of old school man photographers. And I was like, I'm not going to do that with studio lighting. I'm going to keep it really simple. And I'm just going to write it the way I teach it. And they're awesome. And they're like, yes, that's what we want. So <laughs> it doesn't have to be. <laughs> they're like, here's the yes, contract. Exactly. Like, it doesn't have to be hard, friends. It's not hard. Yeah, and I think that's sort of like really good for our listeners to think about is that flash doesn't have to be scary. You know, it's not as overwhelming as you might think. No, not at all. And I do get it, though, like, because that was one of my biggest fears, too. I understand why people think that. And I think a part of that, too, comes from it just doesn't feel intuitive, you know, because with window light or any kind of natural light, it's intuitive. You see it. You can tell the way it, you know, it's going to fall and uh, studio lighting 
you know, before you understand it, doesn't feel like it has that same sense of like, oh, this just makes sense. It's just intuitive. So I think that that's where it gets scary for people. But when you can just break it down and be like, no, actually, this it's the same rules, same things apply um, and show that, then then people have the same epiphany that I have that it's like, oh, my God, this is actually so easy. And also it's changing my life. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, oh, maybe that's a little dramatic, but I think it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think as photographers, it's awesome because you went from, you know, not confident in your business to super confident in, in your business and your yeah, work. Absolutely. And you're, I'm sure you're making a buttload more oh, money buttload. too. I, you know, I tell people, you know, <laughs> I was in that place where I was kind of struggling, you know, and 2011, I implemented all of this and started going at it. And 2012 was my first six figure year. And I don't think that that's, that's awesome. you know, a coincidence. I mean, I think that those two things were 100% uh, correlated. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's so good. So everyone who's listening, you know, definitely uh, there's always room to grow and, you know, things to expand. Definitely your profits. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So let's talk about your okay. year. I feel like this was one of the things with the course that I was like, oh, well, that's easy. Or I had half of the stuff and I was like, okay, so let's talk about your gear. Sort of like, what are your must to must have go to lighting equipment re- recommendations? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you need a good light and a good light that has enough power to go low. This is the misconception. Sorry, giant truck truck just drove by my studio, but, um, that's okay. <laughs> this is the, the, I think a lot of where people go wrong with studio lighting is that they buy lights that have a lot of range on the high end. And they think that if you're using lighting, you've got to, you have to go in and just crank it up and like blast people with light. And that's how you get that really flashy looking light is when people do that. Um, if you want to create that really beautiful, soft, natural looking light, you actually want a light that you can turn down so that you're getting this really soft hint of light falling on your subject. So that is essential to make sure that when you are looking for a strobe, that you're looking for something that has that capacity to go on the low end. And then a a good modifier and a, you know, modifier is a soft box or something like that. And the rule with light is the bigger the light source, the softer the light. So, um, that's the truth with natural light. That's the truth with artificial light. So I tell people, go out if you want to create that really beautiful, big, soft light. Um, get the biggest modifier you can fit in your space to work with. And those are my two go-to essentials. And then, of course, you're going to need a trigger and a receiver so that your camera can talk to your light. But really, that's it. You don't need a ton of gear. You need a light. You need a modifier. Yeah. You need, you know, a camera, obviously, and trigger and receiver. So what are your favorite, just for brands, for people listening, like what are like your favorite go-to yeah. brands? Yeah, well, my favorite go-to brands now, bear in mind, I have a very different budget than when I was starting. <laughs> so right. I shoot Pro Photo now, Pro Photo Lights. And uh, one of the reasons I love the Pro Photo brand is because you can turn them down so low. So when I first started, I was using Alien B strobes, which are great. By the way, if people are looking for something to get started with and want something affordable, the Alien B lights are wonderful and you can get them, you know, for 
very reasonable prices. Sometimes you can find them used for under $200. So they're a great light to get started with. But it was funny because when I started teaching lighting, I think I published my first lighting course, The Missing Link, the first session or the first go in like the end of 2012, 2013. So long time ago. And um, I used to tell people, you know, set up your light and then just turn it down all the way, the lowest power you can go to, right? Um, and then I switched to pro photo and I turned it to the lowest power I could go to and it was like too low. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to actually have to meet her. But um, that, I love that because especially as a film shooter where you're stuck at different ISOs, you know, like I, I love my favorite color film is Portrait 800. And my favorite black and white film is the Ilford Delta 32. So those are high speed films. So I need to be able to work with the light that's going to go down low, right? So that I can shoot wide open, which I like to do. So um, that's why I switched to ProPhoto. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's what I oh, bought <laughs> after the class. Up. Yeah. So I think, you know, a good tip is I got mine used oh, I, um, on B&H. On if you scour that used mm-hmm. section, um, it was like a, a, a nine plus rating. You know, it was like open box and barely yeah. used. I was like, okay, that's awesome. What? But I thought, oh, it's, oh so go ahead. Did you get the B2s? Yeah, I got okay. the B2s. And, you know, going out and bringing it to a client's home um, was very easy because they're so mm-hmm. small. And it's like, um, I got a big, a big old soft box, which was honestly the only hard part of the whole setup, like setting it up on site. Yeah. But it worked. It was beautiful. Like it, you know, it, they looked at me like I was crazy, but then I was like, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm taking over your space, which is yeah. normal. But when they got the photos, they were, you know, they cried. They said that was so pretty. And it was just, yeah, it was amazing. That. So yeah, I had to, I had to bump it up a little bit, but I had alien bees which I, I sold to get the B2, but I shot a book and used those to do that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're great, great lights. lights. I, yeah, I think, absolutely. Yeah, um, so which modifier did you get? The one yeah. that you recommended, the the PhotoFlex, yeah. I think the eight, what is it, the yeah. five foot? That's a great modifier. Yeah, the, the, yeah that's yeah. a great one. I love um, it. But if you want an so. easy modifier, sometimes for people who work on location, I'll recommend ProPhoto has a – an XL deep umbrella. So it's huge. It's about the same size as that PhotoFlex, but it just opens like an umbrella. Um, so oh, it's super nice. easy. There's no speed ring involved. Oh, right. So then we'll, we'll put, the, we'll we'll put, put those, those in the, on show, the notes. show notes. Exactly. <laughs> I think you have like a whole Amazon list, right? We can add that. Yeah. So let's add that for people because they're going to be listening on the car and like, Janae, I can't remember all of this. So we'll put everything okay, in the perfect. show notes. <laughs> So let's talk about The Missing Link, your online mm-hmm. course, which I we've been raving about. And just sort of, you know, how how did you um, create that? How did well, that happen? Um, so I told you a little bit of my journey to, to um, Strobes. And another thing I didn't mention is that, again, at the time I was shooting film. And it was funny because really I feel like education for film photographers disappeared overnight, you know, because the digital cameras haven't really been around that long in the scope of things. But what I was finding was when I was doing searches to learn lighting, there was nothing specific for film photographers. It was all geared toward digital photography. And um, there are differences in between digital sensors and 
film and film latitude. There's differences in the way you meter and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I call it the missing link. I was like, this is what film photographers are missing is this information, you know, and um, it's the missing link between being a full-time film photographer and not. And so I, my first, the first edition of the missing link uh, was a PDF with embedded um, videos of me showing the tutorials and it was specifically for film photographers. And, um, you know, that was the class I kind of nurtured for years. And that's the class that actually was, I, I have a creative live class on studio lighting for film that was based off of the missing link. And the, the current class that I think you have that you, the one that you have mm-hmm. um, now is geared toward film and digital and hybrid photographers, because I got so much feedback from people that, that wanted to use my technique to create that natural light, light look that really soft natural light look that weren't film photographers or were hybrid photographers. Um, and so I added in information specifically for digital cameras as well. Um, Cause it really does work with whatever, gear you're using if you're a film photographer you just change a few things if you're a digital photographer you just change a few things but the overall uh theory of it all and how it works is the same yeah no it's awesome and it was i think it's on teachable or something like that so you can just watch watch the the videos whenever you want you always have it and then i I was actually going back to a couple of them because i was testing at home and just be like what did she say again and then i would just go back and find it. I'm like, oh, okay, oh that's, that's right. And just, yeah. So, yeah. So I think it's it's so nice. I know a lot of my photography friends and my friends who are teachers. You know, we kind of buy courses and don't yeah. watch it, or we're just like, oh yeah, I, I bought that thing and we just never did it. But this one, I, one of my goals also for the year, you're learning all about me. <laughs> one of the goals for the year was not to waste any money, especially on yeah. courses. And I feel like I bought two, two this year and yours is one of them. And I feel like that was such a great investment um, for my, for me and myself, but also because it was so, I feel like the whole reason I started Tea with Janae was to help wedding photographers, to help photographers and not, and give them tangible yeah. advice and, and not give them the mm-hmm. runaround. So when I was, you know, that's why I just gravitated towards you, you and like what you're teaching, even your IGTVs are like so oh, helpful you. and you give little nuggets here and there. And like, it's like, I really, I get it. I Well, I'm kind it. of the same way. <laughs> I mean, like, that's why I went into the education space. Like I said, I, I was a teacher and then I went to photography and now I'm coming back to teaching, which is so funny, but you know, photography, I mean, I, I don't know if you watched my webinar, but I give a little of my story there, but you know, when I started, you know, I was really in a desperate place. I had a full-time teaching job, a very respectable job with multiple degrees. And I was living on food stamps. I did not have enough money to make it. And um, photography literally changed my life. I mean, the life I'm living now and that I'm able to provide for my children, I would not be able to live um, if I wasn't in this industry. It's been, it's been a game changer for me. And I want that for other people. And I think that there's a myth in the photography world and particularly in the portrait world, because I'm more of a, a newborn family portrait photographer, that you can't make a good living doing, doing this or it's so saturated. There's just not enough for everybody. And I 100% disagree. I know that 
there's work for everybody, that everybody can do this, that you can make not only a fantastic career, but you can make a really profitable career that you love doing this and it will change your life. And so that's why I've come into the teaching space is to share that information with people, Um, you know, because I know it's capable. It's possible. If I can do it and I'm kind of a hot mess, like if you know me in real life, I'm very (laughs) disorganized and I just kind of happen on things all the time. If I can do it, literally anybody can. So if I can help somebody get there, then why not, you know? And um, that's why I love doing what I'm doing. And really it starts, it it starts, you know, if you want to build that, you know, six figure photography career, that long-term photography career, it really, it's, it's a lot of things, right? Like you, but you, it starts with, you have to know your craft. You have to be able to produce consistently beautiful work all the time. That's your job. Um, And part of being able to do that is knowing and understanding light. And you need to know and understand natural light and you need to know and understand artificial light because you need to be able to walk in, especially as a wedding photographer. I remember, you know, walking into situations and some of them are really hard and you have to make it work and you have to be able to produce work that is consistent with your brand if you're going to grow your business. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know you can't. You can't be afraid to be like, well, I, and when I was first starting, I'm like, oh, I'm a natural light photographer mm-hmm. and people would get nervous. I'm like, oh, do you know how to use your flash? I'm like, oh yeah, no, no, no. I know how to do that too. <laughs> but I stopped saying that because it, it, I think it was scaring people off and it's just, no, I'm a photographer who knows, basically, yeah. you know, I, I know I'm a, I'm I'm a doing, professional photographer. I can handle any situation. That's what you right. want to be able to tell yeah. your clients. I used exactly. to do the whole, oh no, I should exclusively with natural light. Um, thing too. And if I'm being real with myself, that was just code for, I actually don't know how to do anything else. And I'm terrified of it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like, please don't be dark barn. Let, you know, please let everyone. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like dear Lord. Like I remember watching the weather, you know, every day before my shoot, you know, all the things. And it's like, no, I'm a professional photographer as a professional. That means I can come in and I can handle any situation. If I have a room with beautiful light, you know, awesome. Then I know how to do that. But if I have a room without beautiful light or no light, I've shot in rooms with zero windows and have produced the same look that I have all over my Instagram. So you, you really do need to be able to produce beautiful images in any situation. That's your job. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like what you said about, you know, standing out and, I know the saturated market is like a hot topic lately. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you can just share maybe like a tip or two for the listeners. Like how, how would you go about maybe just making yourself stand out a little bit? Yeah. Brighter? Well, you know what it, you know, Oh, how much time do we have? This is like one of my favorite <laughs> topics. Um, okay. So here's the story. People believe that the market's too saturated. There's not enough. There's so much competition, underpriced competition, blah, blah, blah. I hear it all the time and none of it matters. I promise you. I know it feels like it does, but it doesn't. Um, If you want to stand out in a saturated market, if you want people to pay you whatever you charge, um, you really, what that is, is a branding issue. You have to have a rock solid, trustworthy brand so that people know exactly what they're getting when they come to you. Your work is consistent. There's no guesswork. You know, they know exactly the look that they're going to get. And then they come in and you provide that look 
So when they leave, they, you know, when they get their images from you, it's exactly what they expected. And that's how you build that trustworthy, rock solid brand. You want the kind of brand, excuse me, you want the kind of brand that is instantly recognizable so that when people are scrolling through the gram or, you know, on Facebook, whatever, and one of your images pop up, they know it's you. And you do yeah. that by being really true to what it is that you do. I think a lot of photographers get caught up in chasing trends and trying to, you know, get, you know, second guessing themselves and thinking, well, what should I do? Or what do my clients want? Or what's on trend? Or what is my competition doing? And they get caught up in chasing all of that. And then their voice gets diluted. Because when you're doing that, you're just one of many. There's a lot of people doing that. And when you're one of many, you're not going to attract the right clients, you're not going to be able to charge top dollar. You know, you want to stand out. And the only way to stand out is by figuring out what it is that you do. What is your voice? You know, what is your passion? And then doing that fearlessly and doing it really well. Yeah. Right. Amazing. Such a, so good. Yeah. yeah. You have to, you have to do all yeah. those things. Well, I always say that the, the three <laughs> things you need to know to build a six figure business are you have to know what it is that you do, which is what I just talked about, right? What's your voice? What's your passion? What's your style? And you have to fearlessly do it. You have to know who your clients are. So who is your client? Who's your ideal client? And again, if you're chasing all the trends and chasing everybody else's, uh, you're not going to pull in the right people. So getting really crystal clear about who you want to work with, who your client is, is so important. And then you need to know how to communicate what you do to your people, which is the marketing piece. And, um, you put those three things together and you're golden. And, but all of that starts with that really consistent style because you build that kind of a strong, instantly recognizable, trustworthy brand by having a consistent style and you have a consistent style by, uh, being able to produce the work you're known for in any situation, regardless of the weather, regardless of the available light in the room. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Know your yes. stuff. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Yes. Know your stuff. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> Sandra, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so happy you're here. Uh, let's tell everybody um, where they can find out more about you, say hello, say they listen to the podcast, and don't forget to tell them about the Absolutely. missing link. So um, you can always find me on Instagram at Sandra Cohn, and Cohn is spelled C-O-A-N. It's a little funny spelling, but you can find me there. I love when people send me messages and say hello. If they heard me on the podcast, please let me know. Um, I also have a website that is specifically for uh, other photographers called Sandra Cohn education. They can find me there. There's a lot of blog stuff. I have a lot of business information there. Cause as you can tell, I'm very passionate about it <laughs> in my blog. <laughs> and then there's links to the missing link there. I have a webinar, um, on basically like an intro to the missing link that goes into detail, talking about my story, how I use lighting to build my brand, how I use that to create the business I have today and exactly how you can do it too. And that's all linked through Sandra Cohn education. Um, yeah. So you can find all my information Perfect. there. Awesome. And, uh, I will list all this information in the show notes. So thank you again for being here and hopefully we'll have you on. Yeah, soon. That'd be fun. All right. Bye. bye. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, that's it, you guys. What an incredible show today. Thank you so much to Sandra for being a guest. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I can't wait to get your book. And I hope everyone listening uh, takes a peek at the missing link and signs up because it really, really is amazing. And you know, I would never promote something that didn't work for me. So I 100% approve. If you guys want to find out more about Sandra, you can visit her at www.sandracohneducation.com. She's on Instagram as Sandra Cohn, and she also has a Facebook group. So if you guys uh, pop on there and let her know you listen to the podcast, tell her what you think, and we hope you guys enjoyed it. So thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait for us to share our next cup of tea together. Bye, you guys.